0: For me, the best videos that I create are the ones that I just open the camera and just shoot it like that, without even thinking about it, without even preparing for that, without even scripting that. It's pure originality. That's what most of the time comes out as a good video. You being original. I am Costantino Sinodinos from Simply Digital. You're listening to GAD Talks, double G, U,
1: Hi, everyone. Maria here, and welcome to Season 2 of GUT Talks, WG-U-T-T, T, a podcast focusing on business and tech for good, experience design, and GUT feelings. I'm Maria, designer, strategist, and venture builder running GUT, WG-U-T-T, a design and innovation hub. I decided to launch GUT Talks as the pandemic hit, with an ambition to educate, put some karma on the board, and feature entrepreneurs, industry leaders, and investors who deserve recognition and have inspiring stories to tell. Feel free to email me if you need me, maria at or check the links in the show notes. If you haven't noticed, there are no sponsors for the show, but you can still support God Talks, and it's super easy. Just leave a five-star review and a comment and follow our social media channels on LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, and the Telegram channel. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get started. thank you so much for being on Gut Talks. Just to expand a bit on the name, gut comes from gut feelings, from intuition, and so on. And that's how I name my uh, business. Okay. Got and Got Talks is the podcast. It gets confusing. In Italy, people uh, say good talks, for example, because the U is O and things like that. So, first of all, I just want to say, Thank you. I reached out to you on Instagram. I discovered you about four or five months ago, something like that. I think that was on TikTok. And thanks to you, I uh, relaunched uh, my TikTok password that I had forgotten. I haven't been using it for ages. I just tried to explore it before and I took your course too. And I made it a point to finish it before our our podcast. Did you like it? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I've been listening to a lot of things about TikTok, looking up for other people, but I liked the way you approached it and you really shared your own experience. And the way it came across is not like, I will show you how you get there. You know, it's like really how people can do it and think everyone can do it but it's basically consistency and no fluff whatever and it's very easy yeah. to take because the courses are very short the lessons are very short but that's not enough i need to get started if i want to get started on tiktok
0: uh, you know it's like it's like having you know a good coach telling you what you need to do but you need to go into the field and perform right
1: execute.
0: But I try to make it as relevant as possible for any potential, you know, creator who wants to seriously jump in the platform and start doing something. I believe that all the principles that I followed are there. I observed so many people that, you know, a very notable performance in the platform. And I believe that I have covered, you know, all the things that you need to follow and the mindset approach when you enter the platform. And if you do that, I don't believe there is a way to not win on the platform. So it's a matter of execution, improvement, and consistency that's it
1: I guess like like everything and it's a tough one yeah before we jump into that my sister has been telling me for the past three or four years to create content not just like the podcast that I started a year ago just to because I do stuff but she's like share things I'm comfortable being on camera to do this podcast I'm comfortable giving a lecture I'm comfortable giving a workshop not an issue but don't ask me to be in front of my phone and start doing something, I I don't feel natural about it. Even though you might think it's, I don't know, I find it very difficult to myself, you know, to do this kind of thing. I'm more comfortable when I'm actually talking to real people, not to myself. Even though, I guess when you have an audience, you know that you're talking to someone, right?
0: There are workarounds on this. So you can really open a Zoom recording with a friend, discuss about things, and have your phone on the side to document what you're saying. So by doing that, it's like, you know, you're not really recording directly on the video because it's a mind block you're already talking you're already communicating you have a podcast i mean you are trying to publicly talk and create value so the only thing that changes is the angle of you looking at the camera or not so just open the camera make some practice you don't even have to post it if you don't like it just practice yourself of recording stuff recording something valuable in 15, 20, 25, 30 seconds. That's Mm -hmm. it. Sharing your knowledge, sharing your emotions, sharing your hard times, your good times, your stories. That's it. It's not a rocket science. You don't need to have a script to create a video. You don't have to have the perfect setup. Just need to share a thought. Share something that can really resonate towards people. And for me, the best videos that I create are the ones that I just open the camera and just shoot it. Like that, without even thinking about it, without even preparing for that, without even scripting that. Pure originality. That's what most of the time comes out as a good video. You being original. So try to be that.
1: I'll try that. And I'll get back to you. But now I want to go back to you, actually, because just to set the scene here. So you're not a TikTok star. You're a TikTok superstar. In in eight months, you reached a million followers and you're trying to give value constantly. In six months. Wow. Okay.
0: Now I'm in 2 million.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. Exactly. We're going to get there. You're at 2 million. And this helped you in so many ways, actually.
0: By the way, you know, I'm not just a TikToker. So many people don't know that because they are not going in my LinkedIn bio to read about me, for example, or Google my name. So I'm a digital entrepreneur, right? I have a couple of businesses. I do several things online. And TikTok is just one thing that I do in my life. And -hmm. it's a recent one. I have a very long period of endeavors and efforts and uh, activities before TikTok came into my life, but of course TikTok has massively helped me do things in an accelerated way, in a global audience, exploring new ideas and doing things that I haven't before thought about doing. So
1: yes. Yeah. So you're a digital marketer. You worked in in the corporate world. I did my research on you. Don't worry. <laughs> you worked in the corporate world, and you're an athlete also. It took me a while to figure out what kind of uh, sports, but then I... Karate, right? I think karate, I found yeah. it. Yeah.
0: That's well, <laughs> a lot. That's a lot sports. So I'm not anymore in the corporate world. I used to be... Yeah. When I was younger there, I worked for 10 years in Procter & Gamble, you in, in several marketing positions, like, you know, brand manager of uh, brands like Pantene, Profi, Ariel, Brown, Gillette, Duracell, and Tony Walker. So I saw how uh, marketing It looks like in a a structured environment, in a corporate unicorn business like the Agio and uh, Procter & Gamble. That helped me a lot, to be honest, in terms of my structure thinking, my work ethic, my operational preparation, the way that I can really run my day-to-day work life. But, you know, the entrepreneurial journey is totally different. It's not being taught in any school, in any university, in any company Nobody teaches you how to become an entrepreneur. It's a combination of several things, but definitely, you know, having worked for other people and for in structured environments is a big help, no doubt about it. My athletic life gave me other traits and helped me into being disciplined, into doing the work every single day without, you know, seeing the results and what's happening today or, you know, taking a performance every single day because, you know, that's what athletes, that's what people that are... Being trained into a, a high performance of letting a mindset do every single day. They hit the gym, they go to the stadium to do every single time the same things without you know being obsessed about if something changed. Do I look better? Do I dunk better? Uh, do I run faster? It doesn't happen like that. It's not overnight. You need to stick to your schedule, day after day, time after time.
1: So, obviously, your previous experience and work ethics contributed to you being so consistent on on TikTok as well. Because, I mean, if if you were to describe your day-to-day activities, what's the percentage you spent on TikTok? What's the other percentage you spend on other activities? Because that gives you, I guess, a wide array of options and you have this flexibility, I guess.
0: It's a very small percentage nowadays. I mean, when I started TikTok almost a year ago, when I said to myself that, okay, Konstantinos 2021 is a year for you to experiment in this social media miracle named TikTok. Because I was seeing the hype, I was seeing the organic growth of people. I was seeing, you know, people overnight getting millions of views with videos, stuff like that. And I was like, you know, I'm a digital marketer. I'm part of this digital world, so I owe to myself to experiment and see what's happening there. Is that something for me or not? Is that something for my clients or not? I need to have Personal experience to to say not that, that you know this is not for me or or say yeah that yes this is for me. So I made an experiment for a couple of months trying to create content. And at the beginning I was like, okay, one hour per day will go towards TikTok, understanding consuming content, trying to see what others are doing, trying to create something on myself. I was already familiar with creating videos. It was not you know the first time that I tried to create videos myself, but I just Made it intentional. It was part of my calendar every single day, 11 to 12 p.m. Every single day, it was my TikTok time. So that was it. One hour per day, no missed days, even on the weekends, I knew that I had to create a video. Right now, I don't really spend more than 25, 30 minutes per day on TikTok to create a video because I already have ideas. I already have past videos. Maybe today, for example, I would spend two, three hours to create my videos for the week or for my clients or because many of the videos that I produce right now on TikTok and Instagram are branded partnerships with people that uh, we're working with. So it's part of my deliverables for the week. And in that case, I would probably, you know, try to research a bit more, understand their platforms, come up with an idea, uh, maybe create a script or not. I don't know, based on, you know, how easy it is for me. But as I told you before, uh, most of the times, because I have trained, to do that, time over time, I just open my phone and, you know, it flows naturally. I know what I do. I have a framework of how I create my video. I'm a marketeer, so I know exactly what the flow of a script should be, when to have your punchline, when you have your promise at the beginning, how to create a very good a title and hook my audience from the get-go. So I know the principles of a video. Okay, that helps a lot. And that's why I help, I say to people so many times, train yourself produce videos, try to uh, create more content because this is what will make you better.
1: I have a question. Was this decision for you to get start exploring TikTok, if you want, based on a gut feeling?
0: Um... Yes, it was like I enjoyed TikTok from the get-go. So when I entered the platform two years ago, not when I started, I consumed some content. I liked the style. I liked the fact that it was immediate, totally different. You have this full immersion experience with the video, you know, having the full frame of the screen. I saw that it was making... The process of video creation much easier versus any other platform with also all those tools that were embedded in the platform. But I was seeing, of course, the trends and the you know the kiddos and people growing without any reason. I was not yet convinced that this was a platform that I had that in my mind for the entire year. I was you know constantly trying to see myself in that whenever I was opening TikTok. And one day I said, okay, I see many people doing different things the last year business professionals, brands trying to understand and fit in the platform. I was like, okay, this is the time for me. I had this kind of gut feeling that you say, and that's why I decided to invest my time there. and say, okay, let's see if there's something useful for me there. If that platform can help me, I don't know, get more leads, increase my audience. Accelerate my Instagram growth. Let's see. So I had zero expectations,
1: and this is what you say in your course. Also, actually, you went in yeah. with because if you go with expectations, you can be ah. disappointed very quickly. I guess, right? My expectations
0: and then... in life, in life in general, are <laughs> tricky. Yeah. Are tricky. You know, for me, and this is how I am as a person. I always have, you know, a goal in my head. I enter something with an intention. Okay, and that's what I say in my course as well. Be unintentional when it comes to growth and the results. But always be intentional in terms of what is the ideal state one year from now, two years from now in this platform, right? If you have a magic wand, what would you ask from this platform as a desired result? Have that in mind, but don't get crazy about getting that. Don't get crazy about comparing your results to mine or any other person in the platform. And that's why I say don't have the expectations. Your only expectation in the platform should be to try to deliver your promise to create value within 20, 25, 30 seconds daily. This is the only expectation you should have. And I promise you that if you do that for a couple of months, three months straight, every single day, you will see results. There's no way you would not see results.
1: So you also face lots of criticism also yeah. and this is I guess daily how do you deal with that and the other part to it because you come from the corporate world as well how did your ex-colleagues and people in the industry you were kind of dealing with How was their reaction to you becoming because now you have this label with, whereas you like it or not that you're a tiktoker and the digital marketer I guess comes yeah, after yeah, right
0: I know what you mean and to be honest I had all those concerns when I entered the platform even my girlfriend back then she was like how are you doing on TikTok year 40? And when I was celebrating the small wins, it was like, are you for real now? You want to celebrate the wins on TikTok? Because I was genuinely happy. I loved it. I was seeing the numbers. I was like, oh, look at this. My video got like 200K. Anyway, many people, including my friends, were like, is there a reason why you're doing that? Everybody, and people don't get that in general. People are micro, have really a very small focus on what they see on, on things. So they see a platform, they might enter that, they might see some kiddos jumping around and doing trends and seeing, I don't know, popular people getting popular for no reason, etc. But they don't see the bigger picture. I'm a digital marketeer, I'm an entrepreneur, I know exactly what the number one price is for everybody when they're doing things online, is attention. And attention was never cheaper in the history of the internet than it is on TikTok. So you can grab the attention of people easier, faster, and cheaper than ever. This is something that a person with my knowledge cannot ignore. I don't care if people say that, okay, this is still kids in the platform or blah, 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 and this and this. They don't understand the numbers. They don't understand that TikTok right now is the number one most visited platform on the globe over Google. It It has surpassed 1 billion users faster than any other platform. And people can get to... 100K, 200K, 300K, half a million within months. This is something that can never happen in any other platform. Even if you have a business and you play smart and you're not trying to do whatever you're doing in other other, other platforms, you need to adjust yourself to, to TikTok in order to get the benefit of TikTok. So I had people, I was a bit concerned of sharing my TikToks on my LinkedIn profile, for example, that I have ex-colleagues, etc. I was like, maybe it's not, you know, Uh, very smart or whatever, but now, now that people get it, and I know that brand people are all over TikTok right now trying to find creators, trying to understand that this is a legit thing that they need to jump into. They come to me and they're asking me how I did it. And that's what I wanted to do. I want to be ahead. That's what I always want to do. So unless you want to be somebody who follows the trends and you want to be early, you need to go against the potential hateful comments, against the notion A stupid notion that people might make fun of you or whatever. Not important. The important thing is to be ahead and understand the important things when we judge a platform or a new tool or a new trend online.
1: It can be perceived as just a platform, whereas it's a technology. It's a little bit like a crypto and lots of people see this just as coins, whereas it's the technology behind it. It's the team. It's, it's, it's all of that. And I guess it's the same thing that can go in different directions at the end of the day. I mean, the person who invented how to create bombs, yeah. whatever, maybe the scope was not to kill people, but it can be used in that way as well. It's cool because it requires a lot of self-awareness also to be able to do what you're doing and to overcome you know, at the beginning, you were saying criticism, but also question marks yeah, and yeah. so on. How do you work on your self-awareness? How are you self-aware?
0: Well, first of all, this is a personal matter. You need to work in general uh, for your life, right? For me, it started like 10 years ago when I started practicing NLP. I did my first therapist with a psychologist. So I wanted to understand what are my limitations as a person to work on my mindset, to work on my limiting beliefs to understand who I am exactly and who I am not because many people are living in a false reality in a distorted reality they don't really know who they are what they are not and that's why whatever people say they take it inside and they make it their own reality if you're not feeling well if you're not having a very clear picture of who you are who you are not what are your traits what are your positive one things what are your disadvantages let's say or the areas of improvement, no matter what people are going to say, they cannot really impact you, right? If you say that, you know, I'm a fool jumping around on TikTok, you might say it, but this doesn't become my reality ever because I know who I am. I know what I've done. I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. Irrespectively of the results of my action, I will stick to that. And I know that this is good for me. So I don't care about people's opinions anymore. Sometimes, you know, they get under my skin. I'm a person. I'm not a god. But I'm in a much, much better position than I was ten years ago. That I might lose my sleep over a comment. I don't get that anymore. I don't personalize anything.
1: Ad break. No, not an ad. But as you may have noticed, this show has no sponsors. But you can still support Gut Talks by leaving five stars or a comment on your podcast player. And like, share and follow the social media channels of Gut. W-G-U-T. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get going. Yeah, I guess that's part of the journey and it requires time and patience. And and we see a lot of... Yeah, uh,
0: because you need to understand that most people... What people say to you is most of the times a reflection of their own beliefs, right? And many times they judge others because this is the position that they are currently at. Most of the times nobody will judge you or criticize you or do a hateful comment if he's ahead of you. Never. Most of the times they don't really get what you're doing. They're jealous of where you are, what you have accomplished, and you need to feel sorry for them. You need to understand that they are projecting their insecurities, their lack of achievement, their lack of purpose, and they're hating chemistry inside their bodies. This uh, toxic chemistry inside their bodies. So you don't have to worry. You need to be good about yourself. Feel sorry for them and move on you're also
1: exploring uh, the nft space also you know web3 and uh, that's still being shaped i mean we have no answers to that yet but it's also part of what you do because you say you want to be ahead of the game and it's important to know what's happening in the space to also serve clients and so on how are you doing that and how is like the response because you kind of have i guess and feel a responsibility towards your community too so how are you able to communicate this to them in very short videos also.
0: So I'm always honest with my videos and that's one of the traits that I don't want to lose. It's part of my brand, part of my personal brand. And that's why sometimes I come out as angry or, you know, very straight or I might curse a bit or whatever. You know, I'm just straight as I am. There's no filter. I'm not pretending to be somebody else. I'm not trying to sell anything to anybody even with my course i'm very honest i'm just take, uh, talking to people saying that you know this is my journey it's not a theoretical academic course or a book it's something that i it's just doc- documenting something that i did pure pure results very transparent on what i did and what i did not so that's part of my content strategy and this is also part of my NFT content strategy so
1: i had a video like
0: last week saying that you know if somebody tells you that they are an NFT expert, run fast. And what I mean by that is that, you know, NFT technology is still very new. People don't really get it. People believe that, you know, the CHI peg pixelated art or whatever, and believe that this is the NFT. This is not the NFT. It's one of the expressions of NFT. Okay, NFT is a very high-end technology, something that came up three, four years ago, and will have application in many different aspects of the economy. Yeah. And that's why I always urge people to educate themselves, understand what it is, what kind of applications it will bring. The meta group is totally focused on integrating NFTs in their endeavor. In the platforms of Instagram and Facebook. So, this is not a joke. This is not a Ponzi scheme or a scam effort. Yes, of course, scammers will try to make, to leverage this technology or those NFT projects and the hype around NFTs in general, because that's what scammers do. The scammers took advantage of the internet, took advantage of Facebook, took advantage of email. It's not the NFT part that it's scam. It's the people that are using NFTs as a way to scam others. Okay. So this needs to be differentiated. And I'm trying to share anything I know the moment I learn it. So if I learn about a project that looks promising, I might say to people. I might say to people how to judge if an NFT project is legit or not. That's what I'm saying. I'm not making you know, promises that I cannot hold. I'm not making even investment uh, suggestions because I'm not an advisor. I'm just sharing things from my own perspective. That's what
1: I do. Yeah, and it does breathe authenticity, I'm just saying. But one of the reasons why I approached you for this podcast is because I felt that you're kind of down to earth. And I would get an answer, yes or no, it doesn't matter. But at least I would get an answer, you know, (laughs) in a human way. And this is something nice because it's not always the case when you have people who get, if you want propelled on the front of the scene because this is kind of life-changing so since we're getting into that is there anything between your life before and after TikTok?
0: Not really I mean you know on a personal apart from the fact that you know revenue-wise this has helped me enormously for my income my business revenues my collaborations the opportunities to get speaking gigs to work with huge brands so apart from that fact that has changed Entirely, my personal life hasn't changed. So some people might recognize me uh, in the, you know, in the streets or when I'm traveling. I remember three months ago I was in Spain. People recognize me there. People recognize me here in in Greece, in the islands. Uh, people, foreigners, come to me and they're doing this thing with uh, when I'm showcasing stuff. So apart from that, nothing really changed because that's how I am as a person. You know, I'm not really getting crazy about anything, even if it's a bad thing or a very good thing. So I'm very down to earth as a person. And I keep doing what I enjoy doing anyway. So what I do, I enjoy it anyway. So it hasn't changed for me to say that, okay, now you can relax or you can stop creating videos or you can do something different because, okay, you got that point that you want. No, I still create videos every single day. I enjoy doing that. And I still use my cheap uh, $20 ring light.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So where where do you see, because you have so many possibilities, where do you see yourself I'm not, you know, one who asks questions, where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years? This is another question, but where do you want to head to? What's your purpose? I know it's a word uh, used and reused a lot, but what do you want and how can you leverage what you have today to get to, you know, where you want or keep exploring specific areas?
0: So I don't have a specific goal or, you know, point that I want to reach. I want to constantly, because this is who I am as a person. So me, Konstantinos, is a person who constantly wants to reinvent himself. He wants to evolve. He wants to explore new stuff. He cannot stand the idea of standing still and doing the same thing all the time. So for me, my goal is to constantly reinvent myself, give something new, to evolve my content, to help more people, to expand my reach, and constantly try to excite people about what I'm showcasing say that, you know, this guy never fails. This guy never fails to teach us something new, to deliver something that I was looking for months, uh, to give me a tip that I, you know, might change my career or my focus or whatever, and do that in many exciting ways. I don't know what my content will look like one year from now. I haven't figured it out yet, but what I want to do is to constantly improve it, reinvent it, and make it, you know, uh, so good that it excites people even, you know, years from today.
1: Is there something you would have done, it's not about regret, but something you would have done maybe differently in your career that would have helped you in a different way?
0: Not really. I don't feel that, you know, I, I should have done something differently. Everything was a journey. Maybe, you know, I wouldn't have spent two years of my life creating great content, for example, when I started my marketing agency in Greece, because that was the reason why I started creating content. So Simply Digital is a, not many people know that, it's a marketing agency. It's not uh, just a TikTok page or an Instagram page yeah, yeah. or any influencer name or whatever. It's a marketing agency for 20 people. We're working with big brands all over the world, doing things for them as a digital marketing agency. And my intention four years ago when I started this business was to attract clients in Greece. That was my intention. And that's why my content was initially in Greek. So I have blog that I was creating long form content, uh, long articles, trying to address specific issues. So that I can you know attract people. And I was doing the same with YouTube. I have a Greek YouTube channel, the biggest marketing channel in Greece, and I was creating long videos in order to educate people to attack and tackle specific topics, et cetera. And that brought me the clients. That was my initial intention, was successful. That was for two years when I after I realized that you know the ceiling is very short in terms of the potential reach of having a very small market, talking about the needs within a small market was making my reach potential very limited. That's why I decided to make an effort into the international community of marketing and see if I can really compete there, if I can really add value to that, if I can really attract clients and eyeballs in that community. Maybe if I had started earlier, my international effort, I would have, I don't know, an even bigger audience. Maybe not. Who knows? Sometimes, you know, there is a reason why you have those kind of different stops in your journey. You start for somewhere, the destination changes, take a lesson, you realize that you want to go somewhere else. And that's why I say always to people that, you know, entrepreneurship in general, the content creation journey, the, uh, your effort to grow in the platform is a journey. You might have a destination in your head, but you need to be able to love the journey because the destination might be totally different from what you have in your mind at this point. So enjoy it. Try to be the best version of yourself every single day. Sounds cliche, but this is it. Try to create a better video next day. And uh, this might bring you in a in a very beautiful place.
1: Yeah, no, I agree actually with that. And especially when you say the, the journey, absolutely. I mean, for me, if I reflect back on some things, it's like I would have never thought you, you can't trace it. But also one thing was saying okay. like yes to explore things because when you say yes, you have conversations that might lead you to different places and so on. And just this yes word can make a difference. <laughs> one thing here I'm... Uh, Curious, I know you created content in uh, Greece because I followed you on YouTube and I'm like, I saw, okay, what do I watch now? Because my Greek is uh, extremely limited. I can count until 39 and know a few words only. <laughs> That's why I was saying Yasu and stuff. Um, I have,
0: I have two YouTube channels, by the way. I have a Greek one and, a, and an English one. So the English oh, one I is f- I American. didn't find
1: it then. Okay, all right. I need to change the name, name, name probably.
0: I need to change okay. the name probably because my Greek, my Greek YouTube channel is simply digital.gr. Yeah. which is the ma- name of my brand. And my English one is Simply Hustlers, like this one. Okay. Uh, this is the international channel, but I would probably change the name because many people search me as Simply Digital, obviously. And they find the Greek one and they're like, oh, I cannot watch it. But there yes. is an English
1: one. Well, I still pressed follow. It's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
1: Are you now like an icon for Greece, an ambassador for Greece?
0: Not really. Surprisingly, not many people know me in Greece because, you know, my successful journey online has been Evident in uh, on the international audience mostly. So, you know, for example, now I have been part of the speaking group of people for the IG Summit of 2022 with people like Seth Godin and other great names in the marketing industry globally. And people in Greece don't know me because my audience in Greece is small. So, for example, on TikTok, out of 2 million, maybe 2% is Greeks. On my Instagram, when I have 225, like 2 3% are Greeks. So, not many people know me in Greece, but I don't really, you know, mind about that. I care about, you know, helping as many people as possible and connecting with as many people as possible, no matter where they are from, whatever their nationalities or whatever.
1: Well, I think you do represent <laughs> Greece well because you always say you live by the sea, but you like pizza. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> both true, both true. I'm half Italian from my mother's side, so pizza is, uh, is part of my DNA, I guess, somehow.
1: Oh, okay. Got it. (laughs) Cool. No, thank you so much. Um, I'm not going to ask you where to find you because I think that's uh, extremely clear. I will be putting all the links, but Simply Digital. I'm not going to talk about Simply Hustlers across all social media channels. Is there anything else you would like to add?
0: Nothing. You know, uh, just say to people that whenever you have a doubt about what, you know, you need to do online or what kind of business you should start or uh, how can I grow my business? Most of the times the answer is create content. So for me content creation is uh, is an amazing journey, is a great opportunity to understand yourself better, to find a community that cares about you and also to find your voice because it's a process. You will not find it overnight. You might make adjustments, you might change ideas, you might change a topic or a niche to broaden your niche or make it more narrow, it doesn't matter. All you need to is to start creating content, start you know getting this voice that you have inside you. And in your head, out. Even if you feel uncomfortable to do it, because we're, this is where great things happen. So, when in doubt, create content.
1: There we go. When in doubt, create content. Amen. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You are listening to Gut Talks by Maria Matlube. To support the show, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with anyone who could benefit from listening to these stories and experiences. To continue the conversation, join the Telegram channel. All links are in the show notes. Thanks for listening and see you next time.